Welcome to the React Native Nerds Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm John. Join us as we dive into topics you need to know about to become a better developer. Welcome to episode number 20 of React Native Nerds. We got a bit of a unique episode today as John is in the process of moving this week. If you're a longtime listener of this show, then you know he's been spending the last few months preparing for this move, getting ready for it, and the week of recording episode number 20 is the week he's actually doing the whole move. So just me today, and today what we're going to be talking about is actually basically dealing with bugs that you find in third-party packages, because you know we're all working in this Node ecosystem. We're all, presumably, if you're listening to this podcast, using React Native, and React Native has a very heavy or large number of node modules if you've ever looked in your node modules folder. There's nothing wrong with this, but as always with software, there's bugs. So how do we actually go about handling those? But before we go into that, I'll try and stick with the normal flow of the show and a quick update on what I've been working on this week. Uh, Outside of just development, fixing bugs for hopefully launching a complete rebuild, I've been talking about this for months now, or weeks at least, of you know, say I'm close to finally launching this rebuild of the app I'm working on, but I've been working on that outside of, you know, my actual writing of software, uh, looking at React Native School. Finally, I've been able to launch the React Native Fundamentals self-paced workshop, which is a free workshop. It's available on YouTube. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, but I've finally been able to finish that after basically a month of trying to put this together due to all of the construction that's happening outside. So that's finally out there. If you're interested in getting started with React Native, you know, maybe you've been thinking about it and you're just trying to learn about it. Maybe that's how you ended up at this podcast. But that workshop is intended to help people really learn the fundamentals of React Native so you can really uh, better understand any tutorials you're reading or just kind of get a larger sense of the different pieces that actually go into building a React Native project. Now, with that said, it can also be perfectly applicable to people who are using React Native already, but maybe there's something you're just kind of missing or struggling or you just want to get better with. So, for example, if you've always been using class components and you want to get a, a taste of using hooks, maybe this could be a good way to actually figure out how to use hooks in React Native, whatever it may be. But that's out there. Link in the show notes. And uh, I'll kind of end the shameless plug there and kind of dive into the actual topic of this episode. So as I said, we're going to be talking about dealing with bugs in the third-party packages that we're going to be using, which there's a lot of. And the way I look at this is there's basically two ways of approaching it. You've got your really tiny bugs, which are just little things that make something not work right, or it's, it's a small change that can have a big outcome. And then there's also the larger things, uh, large bugs, or even just adding new features to that. So this is how I'm going to kind of break it down. Now, thinking about these small bugs that you may run into in React Native, and let me give you a real-world example that I just ran into recently. With the release of iOS 14, which was a couple weeks ago at this point, and the subsequent release of Xcode 12, or whatever the new version of Xcode is that came came out alongside iOS 14, a bug that I was running into when building my app was that images were no longer loading on iOS. Couldn't figure out what was going on. It was a brand-new issue, worked yesterday, doesn't work today. Those are always frustrating issues. So as I'm sure you're very familiar with, I went over to Google, 
typed in the error message or just kind of described what was going on. And of course, I found a GitHub issue of others who were running into that issue. And basically, I don't fully understand or don't really remember what the issue is. But basically, there was a one-line change that fixed it. And this one-line change had already been submitted and I think released with one of the new versions of React Native 0.6.3. Now, eventually, I want to upgrade to React Native version 0.6.3. I think I'm on 6.1 or 6.2 right now. But given that you know we're trying to release this as soon as possible, it's just not in the cards right now. But we need to support iOS 14. So what am I to do? Now, years ago, when I first started working in the Node ecosystem and working with node modules, something I used to do, and maybe you can relate to this, is actually dive into my node modules, find the file that is actually causing the issue, and just make the change there. That can work. The problem is, anytime you reinstall your node modules, you need to make that change again. And I've done this, and I've seen this actively be done in you know, live React Native projects that people are working on. Basically, they'll just add to the readme, oh, after you install node modules, go into this file, make these changes. And this works, but obviously it's not great. But it's the easiest way to do it. As I said, I'm not ready to upgrade React Native given the state of the project, and we want to get this out sooner than later, and we don't want to go through another round of QA. So there's a package on NPM. It's called Patch Package. And what this allows you to do is basically make those edits to your node modules, to files in your node modules, but not have to do the manual process of doing it continuously. Or, uh, you know, in the case of if you're building your app in a CI environment, you can't edit your node modules in there. But with Patch Package, you can. The way it works, and I'll have a link to Patch Package because there's a, you know, a very comprehensive readme that shows you how to actually set it up. But the way Patch Package works is you take a diff of the file. So basically you take the file, you make a change, and you take that diff. You save this file uh, and Basically, you set up a post install hook, which is something that NPM has. And after it installs the node module, it'll go ahead and run through your patches that you've defined and automatically make those changes to your node module file. So to fix this bug where images weren't showing, it was a one-line fix, I just went ahead, set up patch package, set up that patch that someone graciously put in the GitHub issue, and everything worked perfectly. I, within you know, 20 minutes, was able to find the issue, apply it, didn't have to worry about upgrading React Native as a whole or any of the stuff that goes along with that. I'm sure the upgrade process is easy as it has become with React Native, but it's not something I want to do right now. And since it was such a small bug, but it had a big outcome, I went ahead and used patch package and it worked flawlessly for that small issue. So Basically, to sum it up, if you've got a small bug that you need to fix in a NPM package or within your node modules, then this patch package is a great option to use uh, to just go ahead and do that quickly. Okay, so if we take a moment and think about the larger bugs that come in, or just features you need, and another real-world example that I recently did was in the app I'm working on, basically the tab bar needs to show and hide occasionally. And by default, the tab navigation in React Navigation had an animation, but I wanted it to happen instantly. And that didn't work based on the, the previous API. So what I went ahead and did in this case is go ahead, fork all of React Navigation, or specifically, I guess, just 
the React Navigation bottom tab navigator. I went ahead and then made the changes I needed to to actually get the to, to pass a configuration where the time it takes for that animation of showing and hiding the navigation bar was uh, configurable. And then all I did was actually use my patch and React Na Navigation specifically has uh, notes within the, the readme or within the documentation on how to use your own fork of React Navigation. But obviously, well, maybe not obviously. So basically, once you make a fork, make your change, push it to GitHub. At that point, you then have to work off of your branch. So unlike using patch package, you then have to update your node modules to go ahead and point to your fork of this. And this works fine, but it is one additional step. And the other side is, if this is something you need to do long-term working on this fork, is you have to maintain that fork. You don't get the benefit of the new releases that come with the package. But on the other hand, you're in much more control. So if you look at the patch package, the git diff, uh, it's not easy to read and it's not, I wouldn't say it's a good solution for a large file, especially if that file could change. But if you fork it, then you have control over that whole project. You can really customize it however you need to. And basically those are the two ways that I have approached uh, dealing with bugs or features I need in third-party packages. Now, this brings up the question, you've made this change via patch package or you've forked it, added a feature, fixed a bug, whatever it may be. What do you do with that? Now, we can go into a whole whole discussion on open source, whatever, but if you run into an issue or you need a feature, it's very possible that other people do as well. And it makes sense to contribute that back. So if you've gone ahead and used an open source package, used patch package, you know, post that diff that you made to fix that issue uh, in the GitHub issue, and even, you know, make a pull request to the project that you're using that you needed to fix to go ahead and fix that package or that bug in a future version of that package. The same goes for forking the library and using your own fork. If you've made that, go through the process, create the documentation, fix the bug, uh, and open up a pull request so that that fix can be released and discovered by other people. Just kind of like, you know, that open source etiquette thing. And, you know, fortunately, this kind of ties in nicely with Hacktoberfest going on right now, put on by DigitalOcean. If you have fixed a bug or you've made some meaningful contribution, go ahead and contribute that back to the project that you're using. I know I'm really, really guilty of this. I love to use open source, but I don't really contribute to open source all that often, but I do on occasion, you know, fork and fix bugs. So it's beneficial to make those contributions back to the project so that not only uh, is one less thing that the developers managing that open source project have to do, uh, it's also helping all the other people who may run into that bug in the future. And the final note I want to make on this subject is, however you're tracking issues, make sure that as soon as you use patch package or you create that fork, go ahead and create an issue for the future to ensure that you actually go ahead and upgrade to the proper version that has that fix. So in my case, upgrade to React Native version 0.6.3 and beyond. And not only to do that, but then to also remove that patch package or that git diff that you're applying via patch package so you're no longer running that. Because really both the patch package or and most often using your own fork, these are going to be temporary solutions because you can't go through the full upgrade process or you need that fix now and maybe it's just not ready to be released among everyone yet. So 
maybe if you're really organized and you can remember this stuff, go ahead and do so. But I always find whenever I start to use a fork or as soon as I add a patch via patch package, I'm creating an issue to make sure in the future I go ahead, upgrade it to the official stable release, as well as remove my fork or remove my diff that I'm applying. So super brief episode there, not much discussion since it's only one-sided, but I hope you did get some value from that. Uh, Definitely check out the show notes where I have a link to patch package. Then also don't be afraid to fork a package that you're using to add implementations to fix bugs and contribute that back. Just when you contribute back, make sure to uh, basically follow the processes that they've outlined for that project. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience managing open source projects, but I have helped a little bit and it's a very overwhelming process for a lot of developers managing that open source. So try to make their job as easy as possible uh, when you're helping them out. And I'll just make one more note on that React Native Fundamentals workshop that I posted on YouTube. I'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. And uh, with all that, I'll wrap it up. Look forward to talking to you next week uh, once John is back online. So have a good week and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening. You can get show notes and leave comments at reactnativenerds.com.